Welcome to EM Guidewire, brought to you by the emergency medicine residents and faculty at Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. EM Cardiology by Dr. Littman. Hello, everyone. This is a special edition of EM Guidewire's Cardiology Core Concepts that is going to be done in three parts and has associated slide set. If you would like to view the slides with the audio overlay, please refer to www.emguidewire.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to this week's Cardiology Core Concepts for Emergency Medicine Physicians, brought to you by the EM Guidewire team from the Carolina Medical Center's EM group. Today we have a big group of residents, so let's go around the table really quick for introductions. I'm Dr. Griefel. I'm Dr. Driscoll. I'm Dr. Richardson. And of course, the star of our show, Dr. Littman. This week's installment is sponsored by Influenza, the longest wait time for the shortest visit, Influenza. Now let's get on with the show. Today we're going to be discussing management of wide complex tachycardia in the emergency department, part one of a three-part series. Dr. Littman, how can we talk about wide complex tachycardia while only showing a handful of EKG examples? Well, in wide complex tachycardia, the clinical presentation is far more important and more diagnostic than the ECG itself. And the first step is to look at the ECG and determine if the wide complex tachycardia is regular or irregular. Then, is the patient conscious and stable or unconscious, unstable or pulseless? In the stable patient, you have more time to analyze the ECG, but in the unstable patient, you must treat first. Okay, let's start with the conscious patient with regular wide complex tachycardia. Dr. Lutman, what else should be on our differential besides the obvious ventricular tachycardia? Well, I would think that the differential diagnosis of regular wide complex tachycardia should be VT, SVT with aberrancy, and I would also add, I'm not sure. That's better than just giving a wrong diagnosis. So what tips do you have to help distinguish between these? Are there algorithms we've seen in the past to distinguish wide complex tachycardia? There are a number of algorithms, but I strongly encourage not using them. The accuracy of the wide complex tachycardia algorithms ranges from 65% to 79%. And you will see that the pretest probability of having a wide complex tachycardia being ventricular tachycardia is much higher than that. So they can actually be harmful. There's really a good approach that can help navigate wide complex tachycardia in the vast majority of cases. Both the clinical scenario and the ECG can assist you. Very important. Of all regular wide complex tachycardias, 80% is VT. If the patient has a history of MI, heart failure, or angina, 95% of wide complex tachycardia is VT. If the patient is older than 35, 85% is VT. If they are younger than 35, 70% is SVT. So the likelihood is that the wide complex VT is 80% in general, and those patients with structural heart disease is up to 95%. So once you have decided on that, you can examine the EKG. And the most important part is to look for signs of AV dissociation. If you find AV dissociation, it's 100% VTAC. Okay, so there's a high probability that regular Y-complex tachycardia is VT. If there are dissociated P waves, we're done. It's VTAC. If the patient has a history of structural heart disease, it's probably VTAC. What about when the QRS morphology is bizarre and I'm just not sure? If you did not find AV dissociation, I think it's worth looking at the curious morphology, but only two simple things. The first one is, is there 
QRS concordance in the chest leads. QRS concordance means that all QRS complexes are upgoing or downgoing with the chest leads. The second one is the QRS complex negative in lead one. Both QRS concordance and a negative QRS complex in lead one is almost certainly VTAC. Dr. Lettman, can we look at some ECGs and perhaps discuss some clinical cases? Okay, let's look at an EKG of a patient who presented with white complex tachycardia. What can you tell us about this patient? This was a 62-year-old woman with known systolic heart failure with an ejection fraction of 30-35%, who presented with a two-day history of shortness of breath and palpitation. A bedside echo showed severely depressed LV function with an EF of now down to 10 to 15%. How was the EKG read? It was read as showing tachycardia with bifascicular block, right bundle branch block, and left posterior fascicular block. And what is wrong with that, really? Well, you first have to decide what is the rhythm. And you don't have to be sophisticated. Just, just say what you see. And the rate is fast, it's regular, the curious complexes are wide. So just say this is wide complex tachycardia. If you don't focus on the morphology, you are less likely to give a false diagnosis. So this is wide complex tachycardia in a patient with a history of heart failure. You're already 90, 95% sure that this has to be VTAC. Well, how can you be 100% sure? Well, of course, you have to look for AV dissociation. If you actively search for it, and especially if you have a caliper, and it only costs $8 on the internet, so buy a caliper. Uh, look at a rhythm strip. Here we have a rhythm strip of V1, and search for little notches that are not present everywhere. It only takes 20 or 30 seconds. Once you search for it, you're almost certainly going to find it. And if you take a caliper, you're going to find that these are spaced at a very regular intervals at 28 and a half millimeter apart. So the QS complexes are running around 150. The P waves are running much slower. There's AV dissociation. This is 100% VTAC. What are the consequences of missing this diagnosis? This patient was treated for refractory heart failure for several days. They were thinking of giving her Mirinon, Lefercasis device, and nobody really re-looked at the EKG. Obviously, this patient should have been shocked out of the VTAC almost immediately. Okay, but when I think of VTAC, I don't think of a patient sitting there and talking to me. Does how well the patient look matter for treatment? Absolutely not. If the patient is very sick, of course it matters. But if the patient is doing well, has a reasonable blood pressure, is stable, this still could be ventricular tachycardia. One of the frequent causes of missing VTAC is that we say that the patient is too well for VTAC. Patients can be very well for VTAC until we treat them with inappropriate medications. Now, Dr. Lippman, I already bought my EKG caliper, but what other tips do you have for distinguishing VTAC? Another trick is to look for fusion complexes. Fusion complexes mean that you see regular wide complex tachycardia, but occasional beats are a little bit narrower and a little bit earlier, and they are preceded by P-wave. Fusion complex means that you have activation, ventricular activation from two sites. So if one is from above, the other one had to come from below. So the presence of fusion complexes is 100% specific for VTAC. Well, what if it's not VTAC? If 80% of these patients have VTAC, what does that make the other 20%? Well, the other 20% is SVT. So when do we consider SVT? We should consider SVT if the curious morphology really is very suggestive of right bundle branch block or left bundle branch block, or if you feel each curious complex is preceded by a P-wave. But in these situations, do I have time to look for an old EKG? If the patient is clinically stable, you usually have time to look for an old EKG. If you were able to record that 12 DD EKG and the patient is mandating and has a reasonable blood pressure, 
It's very worthwhile looking for it because if you find an old EKG during sinus rhythm that has the same morphology, this is almost certainly SVT. Very important. Just because you think it's SVT, it's not necessarily true. So when you think it could be SVT, I would give myself five minutes to draw up and give adenosine. If adenosine did not break the white complex tachycardia, you have to assume that it was probably VTAC and treat accordingly. What are the next steps now that I know that this is VTAC and I've ruled out SVT? We are talking about the stable patient right now. So obviously, if they are unstable, you would immediately cardiovert. If they are stable, ACLS allows us to use one round of antiarrhythmic therapy. In the United States, the options for intravenous IV antiarrhythmic therapy for ventricular tachycardia are lidocaine, procainamide, amiodron, and sotolol. Well, which one of those is the most effective? We have always felt that IV procainamide is more effective than IV amiodron, although most people think otherwise. In 2017, they published a randomized trial where they Half of the patients received intravenous amiodron, the other half received intravenous procainamide, and procainamide came out a clear winner. About two-thirds of patients converted with procainamide, only one-third of patients converted with amiodron, and those patients who were given procainamide have had fewer complications and side effects. So what dosages are we giving? For a 60-kilo person, give a gram over 20 or 30 minutes. You're targeting a rate that is not faster than 20 to 50 milligrams per minute. Because of that, obviously, for unstable patients, you cannot give procainamide because you cannot uh, afford to wait for 20 or 30 minutes. If you want to use the second listed amiodron, give 150 milligrams over 10 minutes, followed by an infusion of 1 milligram per minute for the first six hours. Which do you prefer? Again, I prefer intravenous procainamide because it is more effective with fewer cardiac adverse effects. So to summarize, once you've identified VTAC and ruled out SVT in a stable, conscious patient with regular complex tachycardia, we're giving one gram of percanamide over 20 to 30 minutes. Remember to look for AV dissociation, consider the patient's medical history, and if there's time and you're not sure, look to see if the patient has an old EKG. In part two, we'll be back to discuss the stable patient with irregular wide complex tachycardia. Thanks for listening to EM Guidewire. Go! Be awesome today! CMC out!